Hello, I'm Cindy Ma, and this is Tea with She. Tea with She is a weekly program on She Living TV where we gather with women to discuss um, the vital, important topics in the world, sharing our lived experience and our heart's wisdom. Thank you for joining us. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh has said that we are the most real when we are drinking tea. And as such, this is just an opportunity for us to gather together and have um, show our true authentic selves. And so we really invite you, for those of us, for those of you that are watching, to um, really pour yourself a cup of tea and join us, settle in, and be present with us. Today's show is on reclaiming the feminine. And we are exploring the questions, what is feminine consciousness and how have we been disconnected from it? How do we shift to reclaim and integrate it back into our lives and the culture? This topic was prompted by a film that we saw called As She Is by filmmaker Megan McFeely. And we want to show you a trailer of that to start our conversation. Take a look. Well, I was successful in the corporate world until my life fell apart, but that's what happened. Something wasn't being fed and, and my life fell apart. Well, you know, if we look around life, we know that we've reached the end of something. You could say, yes, we are the final hubris of a patriarchal culture that has separated itself from the natural world, that has separated itself from the cycles of creation. What organism would actually create war, conflict, hoard resources, overconsume, without ultimately creating and bringing about its own demise? There's almost a necessary evolutionary impulse. I think the domination paradigm can't really go on. And so if you're not going to do domination, what are you going to do? If we don't understand creative power, we cannot create solutions. And creative power is traditionally the domain of the feminine. What is showing up as crisis in our world, as forcing us to reflect on our own behavior, our attitudes, our relationships, and what we call our future. We are in touch again with the feminine because we have to reflect on what we are meeting in our world. Everything is out of balance. I saw that I was out of balance. And in order for me to understand, I had to ask these deep questions inside of myself. I think that's how it works. I do. I think that's how it works. We 
are really happy to have with us in the studio today Megan McFeely, the filmmaker of that film, as well as Dr. Michelle Valenciano, who is a doctor of osteopathy and practices family medicine. Also, Tam Starita is our uh, Zoom hostess for those of you who are joining us on the Zoom call. You can uh, write in your questions, um, be here with us virtually. So thanks, everyone. Pleasure. Thank you. Um, this topic is really essentially what She Living TV is really about. It is this, um, this disconnection or this the healing from, from the separation of what Megan went through in that film, and I think a lot of us are, are feeling the symptoms of in various ways around the world, a lot of women. I mean, Megan, you, how, has it been, how has the film been received, and what have you been, what have you been hearing? People are, are touched. I mean, they can recognize themselves in this film. Um, I screened it at the Library of Alexandria in Egypt, and these are women from 20 different countries, you know, and we're talking India, Egypt, Morocco, Europe, and people saw, women saw themselves in this film. Mm -hmm. And I think it gave them another understanding of what they'd been through. Because I know for me, when I watch my own film, I have to say, oh, look what I've been through. Mm -hmm. And I have to experience what I've been through and somehow when it's up on the screen, it gives you permission to feel your own experience. And, and I think that that's what it, how it impacts women, you know? And people are screening it all over the country and ha with their sisters, and um, I get a lot of great feedback. Yeah, this, um, so we get this question a lot, right, on She Living TV. What, what are you talking about? What is this um, being feminine? Because certainly it is not, um, it's not really enough that we're female. I mean, that, that is something, but I know that I haven't operated in, the, in a, it, it's, I've needed to get in touch with the feminine because most of us, I would say, um, we grew up in the patriarchy. We grow up in systems of thinking and doing. Um, and, and it is, for, for me also, it came through various crises, through, yeah. my, through my divorce, through, yeah. I think all of a lot of us are feeling this, and you feel it first before you understand what it is. So that's what we wanted to talk about. And Michelle, I wanted to ask you also because you are you are a physician, and <laughs> but you are um, an osteopathic physician, and not a lot of people understand what that is. Also, can you explain that a little bit and, and the connection? Well, um, osteopathy at its core, in principle, is seeking to um, really interface with the body's ability to heal itself and find its own nourishment. And we explore a lot of spaciousness and stillness and presence of being. Um, and I studied this for many years and practiced with patients for many years before it came to me that this was actually the well of nourishment that we all need to drink from. And then I came on to, well, I suppose this is a bit of what the feminine consciousness is that medicine hasn't really represented for quite some time. Um, I would say that medical school was a very um, linear analytical, obviously, 
not very nourishing experience on a lot of levels. I made it through, I was really tough. Mm -hmm. But um, by the time I sort of segued into my practice of this healing art, I realized it was time for me to heal too. And the patients that I've been, um, you know, really on a journey with, have, uh, the, the teaching has gone both ways and I've seen such evolution over time. Um, I'm waking up now realizing that this is a time of great discovery, wonder, and enjoyment and I can find it in any moment and in almost any circumstance and I don't even know how to explain that but that's what I'm exploring. Um, and the film that I enjoyed so much, Megan, um, I don't think I'd even have words to describe it. I walked out of there feeling like I'd been taken on a journey. Um, I'd been just offered another perspective on the unfolding that was happening within myself. And yeah, I, it's I, helpful to have a little bit of context, isn't it? I mean, mm -hmm. you and I have been friends for a long time and we've kind of been going through this process in a certain way together. And I guess one of the things I would ask is, you you had lost that part of yourself, access to that part of yourself, because you forced yourself into mm. this way through the brain, right? And then it was a reclaiming. Is that is that what you would yes. describe it? <clears throat> and I would say I lose it. I still lose it. Yeah, and I actually, <laughs> I, really? I have oh, had, <laughs> no, no, but you know, I've had so some true. reflections or some uh, insights or cognitions lately about that that are so exciting. Every time I lose it, I unravel to some deeper, sort of more rich place where I discover some new level of um, being in touch with what isn't or where w w maybe even darkness, right? What yeah. is it to be in relationship with darkness? Yeah. And when I come back from that, I can have this whole new experience of light and it and it's, it's come to the point where when I unravel, I, I'm like, I, a part of me is afraid and a part of me is trepidatious and the other part of me is standing there watching, let's see what comes from this. Mm -hmm. Where are we going to go? Yeah, yeah. And when we come back, where are we going to be? Yeah, right. And I just do it. Um, okay, I want to I show another clip um, from somebody we interviewed at Bioneers called Claire Dakin. She talks about this as well. Please take a look at this. We're missing a vital part of our own intelligence. The side of ourselves that is feminine, the side of all of ourselves that is feminine, when we override our intuition, our knowing, we're not able to join the dots between our behavior and the reality that we're creating because the feminine side of our nature, which is the naturally receptive side, is down. This is... Um it's like intuitively we can feel that, what, what she's talking about, but some part of it is like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. do, you, do you think that also, Dan? Absolutely. It's like, I don't get is, what is it that it's down? Because we haven't been in touch with it, I think a, lo a lot of us. The, um, somebody once said to me, you know, we're not human being, you're not, you're not a human doing, you're a human being. And I was like, what does that mean? How do you just, how do we just, be and not do when all we have done <laughs> is just is just do and mm -hmm. and all of our training right and that's why now um, you know I, I think that depression people who mm. are, are feeling kind of the mm -hmm. you know the images that you show and what's going on in the world these days it's so much to 
so much to absorb. If we had to feel all of that, I mean, we would, we would have an emotional crisis. And why wouldn't we? Why shouldn't we go through, you know, feeling the, the depth of that? Can I say something about depression and the feminine mm -hmm. and longing? Um, because, and, and being, how to be. I went through this process with, with the making of the film. I started in my mind. I started, what is the feminine? It was a question I was asking other people. I was reading, what is the feminine? And I had these dreams and I was supposed to find out what the feminine was, you know? So I was doing my job. I was finding, trying to find out. And for five years I was asking this question. But really the process was a deep longing for the answer, right? Mm -hmm. It was a deep longing for the answer. And the question was so important to me and so profound that if I didn't give, get the answer, I was going to not have done what I was supposed to do this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So it, that's the power of the feminine, this longing, right? So through the process of, of this cry from my soul for this other part of myself, I brought to myself what it was that I needed. And the power, the feminine power of longing is potent. We don't even know about it. We think it's depression. And obviously there's a lot to be depressed about and that is something that's important as well. But also this deep kind of unease, this sense that something's off could be longing. And at the bottom of that was this question for me. And through that deep power, five years it took, I found a way to, to be. And like we all said, it's never done, but I can at least have a relationship with the being part of myself. And that is more the guide at, at this point. But it was longing. Longing's so amazing. Yeah. If we understand it. We have these two questions, right? It's like, how is it that we've gotten disconnected? How is it that we got separated from this? You know, where Claire's talks about it's like half of our half of our intelligence has been shut off. There's one question there, but the other question is then, then how do we integrate it back into our bodies, mm -hmm. into our like core essence? I mean, mm -hmm. Tam, also you left the corporate world. You also were feeling unnerved. It's a, it's feeling of like needing soul nourishment, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think, and also when you come from a traumatic background, like I came from, you know, as a very young child, you know, it, it like you, you, you feel like, at least for me, just completely shutting down and just trying to create this barrier to protect yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, so it's, it feels more natural because the world is so harsh, you know, we're, where we're taught growing up that we need to create this this barrier to make sure that we're safe and I mean spending growing up being sexually abused and mother left when I was two and just you know I feel I felt like I was just roaming the world on my own and certainly um, I needed to survive and so I had to really teach myself all the skills in order to be you know more proficient at life and you know like at two years old you're like what the hell you know what why is this happening to me so I think it's easier to step into this more masculine like you know nobody messes with me you know that sort of mode yeah. but I think that as I was growing up I think there was a natural 
aspect of this, you know, this feminine that we're speaking of that just knows that, you know, the softer side is the, the better, more nourishing place to be, you know? And so as I got more comfortable in my own skin and then having kids and then, you know, moving into my mid-30s, it was just really when I felt like, you know what, this is just all wrong and I needed to do this all over and I didn't want to live my life and I literally like I felt like the snake that like sh you know shed my skin and I'm like I'm doing this again and I'm gonna do it my way you know and it felt so liberating mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I read somewhere that this is, goes to the question of why we've been separated from it mm -hmm. I think culturally and historically, part of it is because we've been in a, in a place of trauma culturally, like for a long time, so that we've all had to put the shields up because there has been so much fear and trauma, like history, generations. And so that was a, like for Tam, a survival, a survival mm -hmm. mechanism. Um, but now that's what's exciting, right? That, that we, that now the symptoms of this are showing up, that we have the opportunity now, which I think we didn't have the opportunity for no, before. Evolution so not, moves, you it's know. It's not necessarily that it was wrong, but it might have been, it wasn't, you know, we were, like in that stage, um, you were, yeah, you were, that there's a time for that, right? Where you were like right. fighting for your life. And the and same so with the culture, it mm -hmm. evolves. I yes. mean, it's an evolutionary process. All the stuff I believe, all the stuff that, was what you might call negative, was required for our consciousness to yes. awaken. So, yes, yes. so I, we're just at the time in our um, in human experience where we are becoming aware, as you say, and as mm -hmm. Tam says, you know, we're becoming aware of what it needs to happen. It's mm -hmm. kind of like when there's a trauma and any kind of grief, you know, you for some time you don't have a you don't have time to grieve. You know, you need to find time to grieve and process that. And until you do, you kind of like just like get stuff done and just shut it all out. But when there is the space, you know, for, for any of or all of us to like be able to get in touch with that and like mm -hmm. sit and cry and <coughs> really feel, that's when we really get connected to like true. just a, a bigger part of ourselves and a, and a connectedness to everything that's um, and I think that women have this power of feeling the grief and that it's something that we can bring to healing our culture because collectively we know how to deal with grief mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. feel our pain. Mm -hmm. And can we come together as a collective of women to heal the pain of the culture? And that's what I find really exciting right now is that possibility, you know? Yeah, I remember, you know, growing up and people asking me once they've gotten to know me and they will ask, like, how did you get past this? Did you go to counseling? And, you know, and, and so it's a natural question, right? And I, I said, yeah, you know, I did do that. But I felt like the the natural um, just gift that I, I, you know, like we all have is this aspect of grieving, you know, crying. I, I remember just, you know, just like on the ground, just totally crying my eyes too. out all the time, you know? And it Riding was such, around. yeah, I mean, it yeah. was just it's, such a, just like a natural, potent. yeah, totally. And, and I, yeah. I didn't what even, did you say? 
it's potent. It's, potent. it's writhing yeah. around. It's like we don't give ourselves permission to do this. And how powerful is it? We all have to do it in order for, like you said, to come yeah. right in ourselves. Well, de getting into the feminine, into the feelings is the yeah. direct path into yeah. the feminine. Exactly. And the feminine ordinarily would come through the mother. Our connection to the feminine would come through the mother. But I didn't have that. And so many yeah. people that I know didn't have that. Our yeah. mothers are distracted and we have so many distractions. And wounded, just and like wounded. we are, you know? And wounded. And we resist these feelings because we don't necessarily have that modeling of that container with yeah. in which to hold them. Yeah. But then we really reach the point, and I've been there as well many, many times, where <laughs> there's no option but to go into those feelings. That's right. And you there's think no you're going to die. You think you're right? going to die. And, and what you find <laughs> yes. instead is die. that deep connection to yourself. Yes where you are then in that spacious container yeah. that yeah. Can, can hold those emotions yeah. and be with those emotions with you as though you're connected to everyone else who's processing those emotions and then you're home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the mother within you comes Steps forward. forth. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I oh. wanted to just take a moment Beautiful. and uh, really invite our online audience. Um, I know there's a lot of really wonderful questions, so please keep them coming. Um, welcome officially. I know we got into an initial discussion and we're just completely energized and fired up and we'd like you to be a part of this process. So please, um, if you're on the Zoom call right now, please go into the question and answer box and continue to type in your questions. We've got a great um, uh, audience. Um, so welcome to Jean, to Nancy, to Andrea, and I'm, the list goes on and on, but welcome to, um, to all of you wonderful people. Um, also, if you have a question or if there's some sort of technical issue, please go into the chat box and send me a message. Um, our team will be able to see that and I will be able to answer any questions you have. So please continue and um, enjoy this episode. Okay, so I want to talk about, um, there's a lot going on around feminine empowerment, female empowerment these days. I mean, the feminine and she is rising everywhere in all different forms. But, um, but I want to talk about this, this what, is it, what does it really mean? What is that part of the, you know, the strength of the feminine, which is not necessarily, not talking about, and, about the... You know, women can be entrepreneurs too, or, too yeah. or we can have you know president presidents that are women. Um, um, I'm really I'm really wanting to talk about the what is the what is the the real power and the gift of this feminine consciousness rising. What does that offer for us that as it moves through each of us? Do you have comments about that? Yeah, I could. I mean, she go, probably go does ahead. too. Um, so first of all, like you said, women can be entrepreneurs and the president and, and everything. And, and I, I often think that we've been empowered in masculine ways. Yes. Right? Yes. So, um, so that's what we've known. And we go out there and we try to dominate just the way that men do and mm -hmm. the way that we were taught mm -hmm. and so then but you ask what is this feminine way and what is it bringing now to this time in history yes. and I feel like it's the stuff we're just saying the feeling sense the feeling quality we have to change our value system our values are currently based on masculine desires wants consciousness right so 
changing the value system means to start looking at the individual from a feeling sense or from the heart. The heart is missing from mm -hmm. the dialogue and the decisions that we make, you know? Yes. And, the, and the way for us to get there is to feel our own pain. I mean, there's a pathway. It's so clear that it's a pathway because all of us are doing it, you know? Yeah. And then once we can get there, we have an integrated self and we can respond appropriately in the moment. But I think what we're missing really is the heart. I, I don't know. What do Absolutely. you think? What do yeah. you guys think? Yes. I, um, uh, so interesting because I would say it was only this past year that I started to really feel in my body what it was like when I was mm. present and connected and resourcing from myself in this heart wisdom way, which is really the key and it, it's something very new for me that I'm, um, I'm exploring mostly now in connection with other people. So I've been going into new arenas and sometimes they're big boardrooms or sometimes they're, you know, um, big organization. I just did a, a lecture um, just a few days ago. It, I, I don't think I would have done it in front of hundreds of physicians on very challenging topics if I didn't know that I could sit in my heart mm. and they would recognize something mm. that meant something to them mm. whether they knew it or not. Consciously or there not. There would right? be a stillness in the room and there was. And there wasn't a chatter in my head that said if I say all the right things they're going to hear me. Mm. I knew that That's if beautiful. I felt the right things, mm. they would feel me. That's beautiful. And they, the words would come through in that different way. And, and there need not be as many. Mm. There, there need only be the right mm. ones or the few ones that touch people that make them see in a different way. So it's going into yourself and standing in your own love in the presentation that brings love into the room. Is that your Absolutely. experience? Absolutely. Right? And what that means to me is not only is it less work, it's no work. Mm -hmm. It's actually <laughs> nourishment it's, for me. Right, right. I thought, I'm well, going to get up there right. in front of all these people and I'm going to be fed because they're going to see me wow. and I'm going to see them. Well, so here's a practice for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's beautiful, Michelle. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. So do you think that people like me, or, or unlike me, I guess, um, need to have trauma in order to access the feminine? I think that's such an interesting question. And I've, I've heard, um, you know, I'd like to say no. <laughs> I would love to say that. <laughs> have to journey in the dark it feels right like to say no <laughs> on that one. Let's say this. I have so much fun saying this. I'm a doctor. I don't know. Oh, wait. Oh. I, I'm going to do it again. No. <sighs> I don't know. Wow. Oh, my God. It's, it's so, but it's a it's a it's a discovery path. It's um, it's an opening. And let me just say that um, my own trauma has definitely been a um, rich, rich resource, and it has changed the way I, I see how my daughter moves through the world. Because we all have this instinct to protect, and you know, I'm not going to make. I, mean, I don't want her to make the mistakes I made. Right. Well, wait a minute here. If I look back on my life. My learning, my deep wisdom really came from yeah. me, you know, making adventures uh, into the world Bad and finding out right. how that worked and then finding my own way yeah. and becoming my own person. Uh, I bring that back to my mother now. We are actually developing a relationship from uh, a new place that yeah. is, it's allowing me to connect with her and feel her and love her in the way I always desired, but I didn't find that by going to her. I, I found that by going within myself. But I do think that trauma is a way to crack open the psyche. You know, it's the thing that 
starts the journey because you are so you're in a lot of pain and you don't want to be in pain anymore you know and so it's, it starts the conversation it does. you know and we can extrapolate that to the internal process I often feel is a microcosm of what I'm seeing going on outside me. sure I'm in this struggle I'm in this resistance to this part of me that is in ease and not needing a um, you know anything but really being right I don't need to shop I don't need fancy cars and I'm like well, oh that's so at odds with my environment um, but um, I lost my train of thought there um, yeah I wanted to look at what about the people that um, I've heard like people they, they can't cry they just they yeah. can't so sad. Or they, that was me. Yeah. That was me. I don't yeah, know if it was you guys. No, I was crying all the time. <laughs> no, but I couldn't. The begin I was stuck. Something was yeah. completely like stuck. Something is stuck. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like our there's a lot of people that are yeah. just yeah. stuck. Yeah. Yeah. They That's don't what know Michael how. was saying, my husband. Yeah. yeah to get in that. touch with it. Yeah. Well, the yeah. trauma breaks you open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Michael was saying that to me, and he, you know, my husband. He said there were some like a number of years where he like couldn't even shed a tear. Yeah. Like he didn't know how to cry. Yeah. And and this just seems so foreign to me where I was just like talking about, you know, somebody that I loved and was crying. You know, like I was just like tearing up just constantly. <laughs> well so for you, Cindy, what is what does that mean? I mean what? The not I haven't never had had You never had <laughs> I yes. Um yeah, so I find it odd. I find it odd that you could be so disconnected, but I acknowledge that many people... Me! Many people are. I totally so, couldn't So what cry. does that mean? Does that mean that a, a crisis is coming around the corner for those people? Or, like, how do you... We don't know the evolution of every human soul, right? I mean, yeah. we just don't know what that is. But for me, I had to have my ass kicked shit have to fall apart yeah. and it was mm -hmm. yeah. so dramatic that there was no way that I couldn't pay attention yeah. it wasn't like a little teeny thing yeah. it was mm -hmm. like a tear in the fabric of existence right. and it right. came well, marching I think in you're really lucky to have that. yes I think no. most people yes. are in this kind of like malaise maybe or maybe. just like you just kind of disconnected and going through things and not being in touch and just just you know that sort of, we call it dysthymic, just sort of even kind of not going anywhere, just yeah. sort of stalemate. Yeah, because I think if if we were a able to feel, it would hurt, it might hurt. <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and well, it's, Michelle a, it's, said a, it's that. a little bit of a protective measure to not want to go there. I think we there. don't go there till we have to go there. Right. Okay. And that's the and part And we're forced was, through yeah, trauma. I was talking about and, and uh, extrapolating my internal... Um, very much similar experience because I couldn't cry and I'm still not a big crier. You know, I still default in my head because mm, yeah. that's my conditioning. Right. Yeah. And I'm just gaining this skill. And I've been it's working at this for a while. And I've read every book under the sun. <laughs> it doesn't, and that doesn't do. No. No, it's, it's I the, gotta stop reading too. The direct it's like, experience. It's just, it's yeah. It's an easy go-to for me. It's like, let me read a book about that. Right. Me too. But it's, no, not, it's, it. it's, it's not. It's not like let you me know, sit in meditation. You know what's or really take good? A walk and then let wait for something to come to me. I mean, that's not. Well, what now we're, you can totally Google it. You don't have to read about it. <laughs> you know what's a really good way to do it is find a sad song or watch a sad movie, and literally that can take you into yourself because it's you know the reason you find it sad is because it's, you see something of yourself in that, or you can feel yes. something in yourself in that. And that's a good way to start because it's not 
directly going into your own trauma, you know, yeah. which is like, ah. Yeah. But it is feeling something, and that's a, I find that I could cry. I could cry not at my own experience right. mm-hmm. of life, but, but I could cry commercial. for other people, and I could mm-hmm. cry for, for movies and music, and that really, mm-hmm. it, it was something that helped. Mm-hmm. I I have tons of questions. Thank you so much, uh, online audience. So there's a question for Michelle with regards to your trauma, if you're willing to share that um, briefly, so that I know there was a fascination around what had happened to you that cracked you open, as you said. Wow. Well, um, I grew up, I was born in the 60s when um, birthing was this very sterile, medicine medicalized process and so my mother was gassed I was then extracted from her somehow and uh, when she awoke um, she I three hours later I hadn't yet touched her skin really oh. after the birth and she had to argue with the doctors to bring her uh, me to her and I didn't really know anything about what that meant um, until years later when as a physician, I started to understand what attachment meant and how significant that bonding experience was. And I started to have perspective on my life. I'm like, wow, I am so good at being. I remember that uh, in high school at some point, I was just not able to really interact and connect in a way that felt real, that felt. Uh, I was pretty disconnected. And um, I. Um, I'm trying to remember my train of thought here. I um, remember saying to myself, eh, people forget it. I'm just going for the books. I'm just going to do, you know, academics. My family was very intellectual, very competent, very productive. That's the only setting I knew. And I just thought, this is going to be easy. I'm going to simplify this. I'm just going to (laughs) go right for the books and just kill it. And uh, I did that. (laughs) I did that. I got really good at it. I got really... um, I was pretty masculine, I would say. I, I had fun with it, too. There was a playful aspect of that. But um, I became pretty unwell. I mean, it was sometime, I think, after, like, in fact, it was a three consecutive day hospital shift where I didn't even understand, you know, that it might be better for my patients if I breathed a little bit or took a bathroom break or ate some nourishing food. I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to prove I'm the best hospital doctor. Uh, I crashed after that, mm-hmm. and I um, had lots of access to lots of sophisticated medicine, and you had that a was physical great. problem. Did you? Yeah, have a, I kind of yeah. just kind of had a little bit of a breakdown. Um, I had to nur- I had to do all sorts of things to make sure my energy was up for my work, and I had um, maybe a few diagnoses kind of hinting from the corners, endocrine stuff. People have thyroid and adrenal issues and yeah. sleep issues and mood issues and all of this stuff started happening. And I thought, isn't this interesting? This is really what's happening with most of my patients. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to just cut right to the chase. I've had access to all of it. The best natural medicine doctors in the world, the best any kind of medicine in the world. There's no medicine like no. being in your body. No. There is no substitute. And, no. and you, can, you can delay for as long as you want to. But I have colleagues who, you know, had serious um, autoimmune disorders and mm-hmm. allergies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and they're like, you know, lots of things helped. But you know what really helped? 
comes listening. out. Yeah. Getting yeah. into my body, yeah. connecting with myself, connecting listening. with well, others. How, how do you do that, though? Do you meditate? Do I you have, have to. I do. I have to. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't, okay, it used to be that I have to. because I had to because I had to push myself to do it because I think of that potential um, or definite discomfort that happens when you come in touch internally with that which hasn't been metabolized, right? You mm -hmm. have to go in there. All the feelings that happen actually have to be processed. And if you haven't been in there for a while, there can be a little bit of a backlog, and that can be <laughs> That's laughing. an understatement. It's an, it's an understatement. A backlog. It's like a <laughs> dam, yeah. you know? The first time I did it, and I yeah. actually touched in, and I was guided by a teacher, and I thought, this is just going to be luxurious. I'm going to let go. I had a panic attack. I hit that place inside myself and yeah. I was so frozen and unable to breathe for an instant. It shocked me yeah. and it actually also was like so exciting. There was something, yeah. I found something. I, I do it with through silence. Silence is the most important thing because you can't hear anything until you can shut your mind off. Mm -hmm. Then your body can speak to you. Mm -hmm then maybe your higher self can give you a little bit of information about where to go and asking the question too inside. Well, well you also, in the film, you also said that, uh, it was in the film, uh, this like, you needed to be in nature. Yes. You had to mm -hmm. just go that's true. out. And that was, you have to. That's you really important. But it. let me just mm -hmm. say this, that this is so important because we take a lot from nature. Mm -hmm. We go out there and we just take a lot, we move through it, we yeah. don't even notice it. And I think that we can bring our consciousness to thanking yes. nature. This yes. is what I'd like to see start to happen is we go out into the world and it's an exchange. Mm -hmm. We get, I was lying, like you said, Cindy, yeah. I was lying on the ground for a year. You know, I'd go out there and now I know I got to give, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm out there looking at the trees, you know, tending my garden, loving the plants, mm -hmm. acknowledging the birds, just sending my love and my attention and yes. gratitude yeah. mm -hmm. to the, and then that will then hopefully nourish the earth. But this is another power of the feminine, right? Yes. Is our capacity to see and love, you know? And it's again about love, but yeah, I totally agree with that nature. I try to do it in traffic. I do it all the time. I mean, I don't often have a lot of respite. I don't get a lot of vacations. Yeah. I've got a lot on my plate, yeah. and I actually find it's just that there's a way to connect Taking a to moment it. to just it be quiet practice. and, yeah, to be quiet and be aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do we have Can more we, questions? Yes, we yes. do have a lot of questions. So I'd like to just... Uh, uh, Pass on the comments. Love, Michelle, is what I'm seeing here. This conversation is so rich and deep and flowing. Keep it coming. So this is exactly what our audience um, is wanting and hearing. Um, I have a, a, um, a comment here that I wanted to share. Um, I feel also that so many women, especially smart, accomplished women, are afraid to cry mm. or break open mm -hmm. because there's such a judgment and dismissal on women's emotions. Yes. So she's too much, she's come undone, et cetera, et cetera. So Who women- Who gives a shit anyway? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who gives one shit? Do it anyway. Who cares what anybody says? <laughs> you know, I find that we, I, when I can just, um, when I know that I've had a healing experience from my emotions and I just touch in and like you said, really being grateful to nature. I'm just so grateful to myself. I'm, I, I feel like it's love for myself. Yeah. That I, and you know what? Yeah. 
That's so powerful. It's like when someone else doesn't get it, I'm like, I know, I know. I don't say anything. I'm just like, this is my process. You know, yeah. I'm owning my process. And, yeah. and that's our power. Uh, that's also a gift that we give when we show that we can care um, that, that For who we are isn't, isn't what other, how others see us. They maybe just don't understand yet. And, mm -hmm. when they, and when they do, the gift will be theirs as well. That's beautiful. Yeah, you know, I think that when I was younger, I cared more. I mean, I'm in my early 40s now, and I really don't give a shit. I mean, I really don't. <laughs> what people think, right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm I can cry ass. full on in a restaurant. Yeah, you know, really, I'm right? all like, cry. Oh my God, <laughs> who has the courage to do that? Think about it. I, I do, know. I do that. I'm you know myself that, when I can do that. that. Yeah. That comment about like, you know, the whole weakness and feeling and the whole, the whole men thinking that women are too emotional and so they therefore can't, you know, the whole dismissal yeah. Yeah. of that, of that, um, of that power. I mean, that, that is, power. yeah, that's, mm -hmm. it's a threat to that system of let me just keep you in control and in, you know, this, this robotic world where, where we're not really even, we're not human. That is not, that is not the world we no. want to build or live in. And right, they need right. to learn to cry too. Men do. Oh, and we absolutely. need to give them permission to yes. cry. Well, men, men getting in touch with the feminine, that's another show. Yeah. We, we will do yeah, that. That's great. <laughs> we'll yeah, that yeah. Well, there is a question too um, as to whether being able to access the feminine is a biological thing. Absolutely not. Men can, women can, Absolutely. what, do you, what yeah. do you think? Absolutely. Well, I think there's a masculine and a feminine inside each one of us, you know, and we have to develop both in order to be whole, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. men definitely have access to the, to the feminine way, to consciousness. I do think that, this is just my opinion, that men are better at the masculine, and not all men, but that that's their natural way, and that we have a natural way, and and it's the feminine, but by by all means, you know, I. Yeah, but the yes, us women have been trained in uh, yeah. in, in Western in yes. the Western society anyway yeah. to live in that masculine form, and there are a lot of men who are very in touch with their feminine who have really a lot of trouble also. Yes, that's in, true. In in living this way, okay. Can I ask you about your yeah. background because you're not you weren't raised in the United States. I was. Part, I was you were born in the U.S. You were oh, born yeah. in the U.S. Oh yeah. You just spent a lot I, of time yeah, in China, I was great right? In school okay. And, yeah. All right. Okay. I, I, yes, I, I misunderstood. China, my China experience was later in okay, life, and okay. for sure, the Eastern philosophies are much more in touch with the goddess energies and yeah. with, with the feminine way, with the unseen. I do want to share this quote um, that actually Megan, Megan um, gave us on what the feminine is. Um, let's show you that right now. What is the feminine? You have, it says, anything that falls under the purview of the feminine is usually dismissed. That is the feeling life, the symbolic dimension. Often the body is completely neglected. It is sensitivity itself, vulnerability, that very thing that makes us porous to otherness. So when we talk about a conversation between the seen and the unseen, this living bridge, this living conversation, if we remove exactly half that conversation, we just have a monologue. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. I'd like to say something about the symbolic world because we haven't really discussed that. Do we have time to talk about I that? I think we're going to need to have another show. Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, no, but it's an aspect, of, the, the aspect of paying attention 
just paying attention to symbols that come into our lives and, yes. and dreams and yes. things like that. But yes. yes, of course, that's a whole other show, but it is yes. something she mentions in yes. that quote. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're going to have to wrap this up, but, but this, this, this is like, let us access what it means to be like a, a whole human being, yeah. which is, yes, we know the masculine. We, we need a little bit more um, study or being or get in touch with practice with this, what it is to be feminine. And whether it comes in through, you know, symbols or, or just, nature. you know, a sudden insight in nature, like... I'm encouraging us all. I mean, and I know that we need practice, but that's what we're doing on this show all the time is to talk about this, is to is to see her, see this unseen. Let it, let it, like, let, let us get the cameras on, on this. Um, so, yeah, she can be seen and heard. So that is all that I have. Tam, I think you've got um, some few things to wrap up. Yes. Um, thank you so much to all of you, our online audience. You've made this uh, conversation so much richer with your presence. I wanted to um, let you know that for those questions that uh, were not able to be answered, you can go onto our Facebook page at She Living TV and submit the questions there, and we'll get answers for you there and have more of a conversation around this. Uh, we also have a website. If you love this sort of content and would like to support us, you can subscribe. You can refer guests, collaborators, um, sponsors for the next upcoming Tea with She episode. Um, and we'll stay on for another 15 minutes um, to answer any other questions that you might have. And let me just add... Um let me just add that, you know, these conversations are now, this, this actual conversation was started on Facebook. Mm. So certainly, let's connect there. There's plenty to discuss and to, to share on this topic. We can, we can continue this. Um, we do, we will be um, airing another Tea with She. This is a weekly program next week on Thursday at the same time. Um, we'll actually be with uh, Michaela Boehm, who is, a, is an incredible um, healer, um, spiritual uh, speaker, also on um, more on this. That one is on why women give their power away, but not in the sense that you think about it, but just as going to the question of really seeing ourselves and, and why do we not honor those parts of ourselves that we're talking about here. Um, so thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you again next week. Thank you.